Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. My name is Dave, and I just want to welcome you to the Saints Church Podcast, and I hope you really enjoy this powerful message from Pastor Brett Esslinger. Uh, Okay, this is John chapter 13. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was now time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, Simon of Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything. And if you have a hard copy Bible, I want you to underline that or circle that or do whatever you gotta do. If you're gonna use version, just select verse three and highlight that. Jesus knew the Father had given him authority over everything. Sorry, does it say something? No, it says everything over all things. And that he had come from God and returned to God. (laughs) Get this, this is the character of Jesus right here, okay? So he got up from the table. So he has that in his mind. Jesus knew that he has authority over everything, that he's from God and he's going back to God. So with that in mind, he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you gonna wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. And this is a conversation that's going down a deeper level. It's not about washing feet at that moment. So Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and my head as well, Lord, not just my feet. And Jesus replied, a person who is bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord and you are right because that's what I am. And since I... Since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. I can tell you that if I have the knowledge of verse three, that I don't know that my first action would be the action of verse four. If I knew that I come from God, I'm going back to God, that I have all authority over everything, that I am the supreme force in the universe. Colossians 1 describes him as the visible image of the invisible God who's supreme over all creation, who literally spoke it into existence. If I knew that I was the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness that would would never extinguish it, I don't know that my action would be to get down, grab a towel, fill up a basin full of water and start washing the, the toe jam out of my disciples' feet. I don't know that that would be my first action because my humanity says that if I have any sorts of power or if I have any sort of authority, if I have any any sort of, of, of capacity, then I should be served. But the heart of Jesus, the heart of Jesus was not to be served, but is to 
serve. So we're in a series of messages, a collection of talks called Vision and Values. We're talking about our vision and our values. We're talking about who we are, where we're headed, what's our trajectory. If you've missed any, I would encourage you to hit, head to our website, saintschurch.ca. Just hit the online button and, and you'll get exactly where you need to go to get all caught up. Uh, we've been really diving in. We've been having some fun you know, with this and uh, we, we really started to unpack. Now, because for me, I, I don't know about you, but anytime I got onboarded at a new job, whether it's a part-time job or full-time job, I always got this like packet and there's always this like vision statement and mission statement. And to be honest, I always forgot it within 35 seconds of reading it. Like it never really stuck with me. And so sometimes I think we go, okay, these are nice things to have and everyone needs to have them, but we kind of forget. So we started to unpack our vision to understand that every vision of every church Church is basically an iteration of Matthew 28, which is the Great Commission. Jesus already has a vision and a mission for the church. It's therefore, as you go, make disciples. That's, that's the vision and the mission. That's, that's what he's sending us out to do. That's what he already gave us. And so when we are creating a vision or a mission statement, we're, we're bouncing off where Jesus already started. He also talked about in Acts 1.8, therefore go into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He said, there's an obligation for you to share this hope, this hope in this life that you found. There's an obligation on you to share it, but not only are you gonna share it, but you're gonna be witnesses. And, and in that language, in the original language, in Acts one verse 8, it's literally talking that, that we would be like a legal witness called to testify. Why? Because there are things that Jesus is doing in your life. There's things that he's doing around your life. There's things that he wants to do through your life that he's calling you. You will be called on to testify. And it might not be in a court of law, but it's going to be a, in, in, in your relationships, at your table, out for coffee, when it says, you know what? I know what Jesus has done. And I'm going to just tell you what he's done in my life. I'm going to tell you that he's faithful. I'm going to tell you that he's good. I'm going to tell you that he turned me around. I'm going to tell you that I don't no longer walk with shame and condemnation and pain. Whatever your story is, he says, you're going to be my witnesses because it just hits a little different when it comes from you. It just hits a little different when it comes from you who's somebody's neighbor and they know you and they trust you or they're your coworker. It just hits a little different. I can, I can share it until I'm blue in the face, but the truth is it hits a little different when you say it because there's this trust and there's this relationship. So this is our vision statement. We'll go through it quickly again. We got a whole message unpacking this and all these doodles have meanings. It says this, we go places no one wants to go. Come on, this is what it is at Saints Church. We go places no one wants to go and do things no one thought possible so that anyone and everyone can discover hope in life in Jesus. Why don't we try and do it together? We'll get the camera right on there and we'll uh, read it together. It says, we go places, wow, okay, great job, Levi. We go places no one wants to go and do things no one thought possible so that anyone and everyone can discover hope in life in Jesus. And when we talk about we go places, it just doesn't mean geographic locations. We go places. We go places in our relationships. We go places internally, internally. We go places. Why? Because we know the message that we are on the inside. And just like it says in Colossians 1 that Jesus holds the entire universe together, I'm well aware that Jesus is holding me together and he's holding you together and he's holding us all together. So we go places on the inside. We shine that light that shines in the darkness into the darkness which is inside our humanity that the hope of glory would shine. We go places on a Sunday, we'll just pause and I have to preach this whole thing in seven and a half minutes. 
so that we have room to do whatever Jesus wants to do. To do things no one thought possible is not my imagination. The benediction at the end of Ephesians chapter three, the apostle Paul says that Jesus would do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or imagine or ask or think or dream. Depends on the translation in the original language that you wanna use. It's not my idea, it's his idea. We're not talking about good ideas, we're talking about God ideas. And so when we set out to build vision and, and values for our church, they're really not our ideas, they're really old ideas. They're thousands of years old and they come from here. They come from here. And today I'm gonna unpack two, um, two values. Last week we went through what we call, uh, I'll go backwards, uh, called the big three. And uh, our big three, I'll just do this. We've got the big three, and you can uh, find out what those are. It's simply this. We are Jesus people. We are people people, and we follow Jesus one step at a time. That's what I call our big three. And, and those are really foundational. It's, it's, it's why we make a big deal about Jesus, because Jesus is number one. He's number one on our value list, and he's number one in our lives, and he's number one in our hearts. He's number one in our minds. He, he sets our direction. And coming from the big three, we actually have four other values, and they all kind of come out like this. Because when Jesus is the center, then everything else is possible. When Jesus is the center, everything else is possible. And it's looking at Jesus that we actually can, can understand what he's calling us to. So we've got three others to make a grand total of, now I'm just having fun, of seven total values. And we're gonna just keep unpacking them as we go. We're gonna keep unpacking them as we go. All right, uh, so this is our vision. And I wanna start the, the other way. We are here to help. We are here to help. I hope that it would be said of us at Saints Church in our personal lives, because remember, all of these values, they only matter if they work here and here. Because the church is not a building. A church is a people. This church is a collection of people, one body, under one name. Each one has a significant and a special part to play. That's how he crafted us and created us. So as this collection of people who are following Jesus one step at a time, let it be said of us as a, as a gathered group and let it be said of us as individuals and as families that we are here to help. Let me put some language around that. It says, if you're too big to serve, then you're too small to lead. If you're too big to serve, then you're too small to lead. We love to serve our church. But we don't stop there. We love to serve our community and our city. Now, I want to say this. Oftentimes in church, uh, we get really excited about reaching the city, right? We're going we're gonna to take the city. We're going to take the city. We're going we're gonna to take Edmonton for Jesus. Or if you attend our Glory Hills location, uh, we're going to take Spruce Grove and Stony Plain. We, we love these big ideas, but, but I, I just happen to believe that the gospel is fiercely local. And so while we have a heart to see the entire city of Edmonton reached with the hope and life that's found in Jesus, we also understand that, that Jesus loves our neighborhood as much as he loves the entire city that he loves our office as much as he loves our entire city. 
And the thing that's unique about you is that he has sent you and he's positioned you and he's placed you uniquely for such a time as this to bring hope and life to everyone that's around you. So we love to serve our church. We love to serve our community. We love to serve our neighbors and our community league and volunteer for whatever and, and, and to serve our city. No matter the situation, we are here to help. We're here to help. No matter who you are, from the platform to the parking lot, we lead well by serving others. Every role may be different, but everyone is important. When we think about the words of Jesus in John 13, he says, I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. What do I do with this hope, this life, this freedom that I've found? I serve. And serving doesn't look the same. It's not only about filling a volunteer position, though that's important. It's not only about being at church, though that's important. It's about being in a place that can help anyone and everyone on that journey discover Jesus. You might have a passion. Let's make something up for, for lawn maintenance. Do we have any people that have a passion? Pastor Seb's at the Pac-10 Saturday. He's got a passion for lawn maintenance. Like he's the guy who posts photos of his lawn only when he's gotten it to the level that he wants it to be at. So maybe, maybe the thing that, that, that you can do with your passion for lawn maintenance because we love to serve is to take care of that person's lawn just a few houses down who it's looking a little rough. And you're going, hey, there must be a reason why, and I can take my gifts, my skills, my talents, my abilities, and I can put them to use right there. And when I do it, not only do I love doing it, but I love to do it for other people, and I love to help others in just this simple, small way. And if that opens a door to conversation, then I'm just so excited. In fact, uh, you go, well, why on earth would I do that? Well, we would do that because it's kind of what Jesus suggests to us. Now, now, just jump over here with me to Matthew 5, and we'll go to verse uh, well, let's start at 38. It says, you have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. What? You don't punch him back? It's not what I learned in hockey. If... <laughs> If you're sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. This is the principle of the extra mile. Did you know that the principle of going the extra mile comes from Scripture? It comes from right here in Matthew. And I'm going to just do terrible writing on here because this is all... The Lord has given me is the ability to do this terrible writing. No matter how much I develop it, it never goes past this point. We love to serve because we're here to help. We're here to help. Uh, we can think about, I'm, I'm reminded of, uh, I'll just blast through a few through a few. James 1.27 says uh, pure religion, like if we're just talking about just straight up pure uh, religion, is, is taking care of widows and orphans, taking care of the most vulnerable. So as, as a church and as believers, our very most default position, if we were just purely religious beings, is to take care of those who are the most vulnerable. 
So what's in our heart then as believers and what's then as in our heart as gathered believers, as this group called Saint Church, our, our heart is for the most vulnerable. How do we take care of the most vulnerable? We can cross-reference that if you want. We can jump over to uh, Matthew and we'll go to 25 and just look at 36 to 40. That doesn't look like a six, that's fine. And, and, and in this conversation, Jesus says, when I was hungry, you clothed me. There you go. When I was naked, you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then they said, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Come on. Our default setting as a family of faith is that we are here to help. We're here to help. Could you turn to somebody and say, I'm here to help? (laughs) Uh, I'm here to help, except for moving. I'm convinced that the the greatest act of personal love that one could make is helping somebody else move. That is the greatest sacrifice that anyone can make. We're here to help. And even then, because the truth is, when you offer me pizza, I can buy my own pizza. It's fine. But I'll do it because I love you. Okay. That moves us on uh, to this. And if you want to actually see me unpack each one of these a little bit more, you can actually head and and watch this week's online service. and, And I break down a few more verses for each one. We do our best and then some. We do our best, and then some. We've got, we've got a saying here with our team. I don't know where to put it, I'll put it right here. It's this, we're better every week. That's our goal. I think I've shared it before. I'm really into F1 racing these days. Anyone, anyone into F1? Yeah, I see a few hands. I love McLaren. Don't tell me the results of the race. I PVR it and I watch it later on Sunday. So please don't tell me. Though I, yeah, anyways. So this summer, I, I, I read a lot of books. Uh, I, love, I love to read. I read a bunch of books on F1 racing and how they build these, dream, these cars and how do they focus. And the truth is the number one focus to get better in racing like that is, is they focus on incremental gains. Really, really small things, small changes, small tweaks that add up over the course of 70 or 80 or 90 laps. That, that over time, the, the results and the impact is huge, but it's just this little tiny small tweak or this little tiny small change. It, it, it's in my heart and it's my goal and it's my heart posture. Sometimes I look at my life and I go, man, Lord, I've got so many defects. I've got so many flaws. I've got so many you know, character things. Lord, I need a miracle uh, for you to just come and transform me. And, and he just kind of looks at me and he's like, I love you. I created you. You're a masterpiece. He speaks his words of love over me. But then I'm reminded that the goal of every believer is to look more and more like Jesus. And it happens through incremental gains. As I surrender parts of my heart and my life and my thought process, the Lord actually transforms me. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's really small, a lot of small things. 
here we, we, we say this with our team all the time, we're gonna get better every week. We mean, we mean Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. If we could just keep getting better at what we do, at, at, at serving you better, then, then we're, we're honoring the Lord if we're getting better every week. It's our focus, it's our goal. What's one thing we could tweak? What's one thing we could change? What's one thing we could do uh, to, to go deeper and, and to get further and to, to love better and, and to serve more? But the same is true in my life. I wonder what, my, what would happen if I put my focus and my attention on Jesus and said, Jesus, would you transform me from the inside out so that I'm better every week? I think this might be what the writer of Lamentations was getting at in Lamentations 3 when he says, but his mercies are new every morning. Every morning, his mercies, his mercies are new. All right, let's jump over to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Are you tracking with me? So this is now going further to establish that the heart of our church is reflective of the church as Jesus would see it. This is Romans 12 verse nine. He says this, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Could you imagine if we just stopped there and that's literally what our community looked like? People who didn't just pretend to love each other, but really loved each other. People who took delight in honoring one another said, man, I just love to honor you. I just love to celebrate you. I just love uh, to, to, to see what God is doing in your life. Could you imagine an atmosphere that you walked into where there was a heart of honor and not upward honor, but honor that's all around that says, you know what? We just love each other. We love being together. We love being near to one another. And as we're closer to one another, Jesus is gonna do more and more in us and through us. Why? Because we're one body with one spirit under one name, the name of Jesus. This was his original intent that we would be together as a family. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Love each other with a genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. And then this is where we get into the nuts and bolts. This is, this is one of the ways we do it. How do we show our love? It says this, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. So at Saints Church, we do our best and then some. I should probably write down that Bible verse for you, though I don't think it's helping anybody when I write. It says, we are first through the door, last out of the building, all hands on deck type of people. We're always gonna do the best we can with what we have. We're on time. Some of us are working on that. We're engaged and prepared, and we don't do things halfway. If we're gonna do it, it's gonna be to the best of our ability. We're gonna do it to our absolute best. So I think it's safe to say that over the last two years, not only as a church, but as a planet, we've experienced a lot of change right? Everything from masks to distancing to staying at home, not staying at home, coming here, not coming here, watching online, not watching 
here to new pastors, new way of being, new styles, new all of those things. But the reality is, it's our heart to do everything that we can do to the very best of our ability. And that in and of itself brings about change because there are gifted people all throughout this room that have different gifts, talents, and abilities, that they do things differently than you do, but they do them so well that it's, it's worth honoring. And so as new gifts and talents and abilities emerge and they rise up and they say, you know what? God's put a dream in my heart to do this thing and to be creative in this way and to try this thing over here and maybe we could just do this thing over here. We make room because the Lord has brought them into our family. They've brought them into our family. And he says, listen, I I brought them for such a time as this. And so we honor them and we take delight in the gift that they have because they love and they just wanna serve. And, but that means it's gonna be different. What do you mean? What do you mean by this? Let me give you a very practical example. And I'm gonna embarrass him, but Enoch back here is playing keys. But oftentimes he's actually sitting up there and he's doing lights. God has given him a unique ability to use technology in a way that I am lost on. And I think the perfect example that we could make is whether Enoch is sitting there or whether he's sitting there, he's worshiping the Lord with his whole heart and doing his best to create a space and a place where anyone and everyone can experience the hope and the life that's found in Jesus. And it's not always gonna work and we're gonna make mistakes. But because the team has a heart that says we really love people and we wanna serve our church family, we're gonna get better every week. And so we're gonna take the feedback and we're gonna make the adjustments and we're gonna make the changes. And sometimes it happens right away and sometimes it takes longer than we would like. But the truth is our goal is to do our best and then some to honor the gift that God has put in here. There's new dreams and new ideas that are sitting in this seat that's gonna catapult us forward to reach new people in a brand new way and you've been you've been asking Jesus is there a place for me my friend can I tell you there is a place for you here we're willing to take a risk on your dream we're willing to try something and we might fail or we might succeed spectacularly but regardless we're going to do our best and then some so that anyone and everyone can experience the hope and the life that's found in Jesus Thank you for tuning in to the Saints Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more, you can head to saintschurch.ca to find information about service times and more online content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.